Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now from the Locked on Saints podcast, very pleasurable to welcome in Ross Jackson. How you been today, Joe? Hey, buddy. Doing great, man. Doing great. Glad to be here with you guys. What's been going on? Uh, not, you know, a little, little bit of downtime. Not much going on in the NFL world, huh? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, oh yeah, there's been absolutely nothing uh, <laughs> happening. No, I mean, you know, it's a it, it's a great, you know, sort of, um, it, you know, you want to call it like a little bit of a lull because we're not in the facility, we're not there, you know, right. four days, five days a week, and everything like that. But man, like, you know, this this NFL calendar is is three sixty five twenty four seven for sure. Yeah, it feels like every single day you're turning, you wake up in the morning and go into the Twitter sphere to see something new in the Saints world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, between contract restructures, of course, there's, you know, some of the other things that go on that are sort of ancillary, like, you know, the the progression of Alvin Kamara's legal situation, things like that. There's always, oh, coaching hires, Sean Payton getting traded. There's so many different ways to where the New Orleans Saints kind of permeate and in some ways even dominate the NFL uh, uh, kind of news spectrum, which is one of the things that you know, we kind of highlighted going into this offseason about how, yeah, the football might not be out on the field right now and the players might not be out on the grass, but don't worry. You're going to hear a lot about the New Orleans Saints over the course of this offseason one way or another. You see, Ross, you're my favorite podcaster because you use words like ancillary and you use them correctly. <laughs> thank oh. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I warm up every day with one new word. One new word to see if I can get it right. <laughs> yeah, the other reason, other reason, big time Stetson Bennett fan here. As as, oh, I, as I learned, tell me why do you think Stetson Bennett is the quarterback of the future for the Saints? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and throw that one on me. No, I, <laughs> I really am not. I'm really not on the Stetson Bennett train. And I, I and my biggest thing is that like if you're a guy that wins, you know, a couple of national championships or even one national championship, right? You win a national championship as a quarterback in the NFL. Excuse me, college football coming out of the SEC, playing out a really tough division with long history franchises. And the question that we're asking about you is, is he worth a draft pick? It's just absolutely <laughs> it is, wild, wild. Yeah. to me, right? Like, that's not the situation that you would expect that guy to be in. And so when you take a look at it, you think about, okay, obviously height is going to play uh, you know, a little bit of a role. Is he that much smaller than Bryce Harper? I mean, excuse me, Bryce Young? No, he's a lot smaller than Bryce Harper. Uh, but, you know, is he that much smaller than Bryce Young? Okay, so then what's the tool set? The tool sets are not at all comparable in any way. Um, you know, so I, I haven't really been on the, the Stetson Bennett hype train. I, I do think, though, that the Saints should look in this year's draft class for a quarterback, but you've got to find yourself around one round two uh, graded prospect, I believe. 
Yeah, I mean, the reason I asked, I, I brought that up. He talked about it in you know, a recent episode, and I'm just just giving you a hard time. Um, no, but I, I do, you know, <laughs> one of the re- one of the things that you can't avoid talking about this time of year and is is the quarterback position, especially when you're in the quarterback position that the Saints are in, and so many NFL teams are in. You look around the NFC South, and I don't know if there's a starting quarterback to be found. Um, and so, you know, when you see this, all of this surrounding Derek Carr, and you hear about. Oh, these mystery teams that are you know hitting up his cell phone in the middle of the night or whatnot, whatever ha- whatever is happening. Coming to the DMs, you know, right, right, right. Hey, you up? Uh, but you know what? What what is your read on that? Do you do you think that this is kind of a waiting game for the Saints in terms of like, okay, who who kind of comes out of the woodwork? Who are you negotiating against? Are you just negotiating against yourself? Where do you kind of see that situation developing? Yeah, yeah, I think that I mean, wisely for the New Orleans Saints, they'll probably sit back and kind of let the numbers kind of formulate in terms of the market, right? The Saints aren't going to dictate the market. The market will dictate itself, and the Saints will decide whether or not they want to be a part of that larger market. It's one of the reasons why you saw them get involved early on in terms of the trade uh, potential for for uh, for Derek Carr, where they, he came and you know, visited New Orleans, took him to Ralph's on the park, all those things. And so now, instead of them being proactive, they get to kind of sit back and say, okay, well, let's see what the market turn, you know, designates that Derek Carr is worth, and then be able to kind of enter into the chat, if you will, whenever you know they deem that appropriate, if the market is as such that they want to get involved. And so right now, I think the biggest market, the biggest two teams that you've seen in his market that have arisen so far are the New Orleans Saints from back in that trade visit, who clearly have some interest in them, otherwise they would have never had that meeting. And also now you have the New York Jets, who, you know, are apparently putting you know feelers out there saying that they view Derek Carr as a future first ballot Hall of Famer and all these other things. But they're also like, hold on, but we're also waiting on Aaron Rodgers to see what he's going to do. And so I think for the Saints, like they now have sort of this distance where they get to sit back, kind of wait and watch to see how the market formulates and then decide if they want to continue to be a part of that market or how they separate themselves from that market. You see them consistently clearing the cap space. They have to do that one way or another before March 15th. But certainly, you know, they have the ability to be able to get as far down that they as they need to in order to be able to get that quarterback contract in the building. Yeah, for me, Ross, when Derek Carr got let go from the Raiders, I thought there would be this more of a free agent feeding frenzy going on mm-hmm. for him. And it just really hasn't materialized, I guess, quite yet. There's these three unnamed teams that are supposedly also in the mix. But, you know, obviously he can take his time and, and to, to make his decision. There's no there's no real rush. But were you surprised, too, like right now that we really are just talking about the Jets and Saints being interested for this, for Derek Carr? And what, what do you view as in, in this 31-year-old quarterback? How do you feel about him as a future in leading this squad? Yeah, I think to to start with the sort of, you know, the market and what is materialized, I am. I'm right there with you. I'm very surprised that it hasn't been a situation to where, you know, where I thought we'd be talking about the New Orleans Saints, New York Jets, the Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons. I thought we would be you know able to name like several teams that are all going to be a part of it. You you guys will probably remember that before, um, you know, any real conversation had happened between about, you know, the expectation of Derek Carr, everyone knew that eventually he wasn't going to be a Las Vegas Raider, but there were those uh, reports that came out about how everyone in the NFC South was going to be in on that market, right? And so, you know, me, now we're hearing that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are perfectly happy with, with Kyle Trask, which, go ahead, do you, I suppose. But, <laughs> for you know, but as it, as it pertains to the nameable teams that are a part of his market, yeah, it's, it, it's really, I'm surprised 
by it thus far. But you're right, he doesn't have to hurry. You know, other other free agent quarterbacks won't even hit the market until March 15th. They won't even start be able to start talking to teams until a couple of days before that. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see when Aaron Rodgers emerges from darkness to kind of say <laughs> what it is that he wants to do next. And then as as to Derek Carr leading the squad, I think Derek Carr is one of those quarterbacks that you can build around. He has a lot of respect around the NFL. Is he somebody that has maybe the super high ceiling that you expected Jameis Winston to have coming into the NFL? Probably not. Or showing up in New Orleans? Probably not. But is he somebody that can run your offense? He is the guy right now since Tom Brady retired. I believe he's fourth, if I remember correctly. He's either fourth or fifth in game-winning drives, fourth-quarter comebacks in terms of active quarterbacks in the NFL. Hmm. And so he's somebody that can be an in-game as well as a game manager for you. And so I think that he's somebody that you can build a system around, that you can maximize talent with, and that you would be able to put weapons and put people around to be able to help to elevate him, just like you hope that he'll be able to elevate the players that are around him. I think that the Saints finishing their last three years with – you know, I, I think they're top 10 in EPA all three years over on the defensive side. That's a huge part about it as well, is that, you know, you have a defense that's going to be able to continue to perform, assuming you're going to be able to keep your defensive line together or, or malleable. And so I think that, you know, all of those things equal a squad that you can put around Derek Carr and he'll be able to win you games. All right, now it's kind of shifting course a little bit. Obviously, the Combine's coming up uh, next week for the NFL, and I know you were out at the Senior Bowl as well. We did our mock drafts uh, yesterday on the podcast. We talked about them earlier in the show. I'm curious, as you kind of go into the Combine and you, you're kind of setting up, okay, what are you thinking for the Saints? Is there any any position group in particular that you are that you are most interested in scouting in terms of like, okay, this is a position the Saints need to add and it's like just a question of where they do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, quarterback is a big is a big part of that. But I, I think you know to go from a, to a non quarterback position, uh, I would look at the defensive interior for the Saints. So defensive tackle. So you've got some guys that can be up there in terms of first round picks, like uh, Siaki Ika out of um, out of uh, Baylor. You've got. Uh, of course, Kalijah Canty out of Pitt, who's one of my favorites. He's small. He's really undersized. So you really have to maximize him as a pass rusher. He would be him. Him succeeding would be a little bit more of an exception than a rule because there's really kind of him and then former, you know, alma mater. Of course, same guy out of the yeah. same alma mater and Aaron Donald. Uh, so you know, can he really be successful at the next level? So I think you're scouting that to look really close to see what he might be able to do. And then some other guys like Zach Perkins out of South Carolina and others who can also come in and be able to fill that role. So the reason why I look at defensive tackle so much is that the New Orleans Saints consistently last year on the defensive line got moved off of the line of scrimmage. Every single defensive tackle that the Saints had last year, with the exception of Contavious Street, had an average depth of tackle of three yards or more, and that includes David Onyemata. And right now, the Saints have no defensive tackles under contract. Now, they're reportedly working on a multi-year deal with uh, Tano Passanio, who can come in and play inside and out, but you still don't have a defensive tackle under contract as of right now going into 2023 with David Onyemata's contract is set to, ex- uh, set to void uh, in, in March. And so I think that's a big one. Um, I think running Wait, back. Can I, can I, can I get one, one well? thing yeah. from you? Okay. So when you oh, talk please. about average depth of tackle, just for anyone who doesn't understand what that means, oh, yeah. it's basically distance from the line of scrimmage where you are making a tackle on a particular play. Exactly. And, and usually when you're, when you're looking at that, you're looking at that with the specifics of run plays, as yeah. opposed to, you know, a defensive tackle that turns up and makes a 
makes a tackle on a uh, on a tight end running a, you know a mesh route or something like that running a drag route doesn't really factor into that number it's really you know a big focus for the run game so i think that ends up being a part of where you're looking at where the saints were giving up three four yards before anybody on the defensive interior right up the middle was getting their hands on that defense on that that ball carrier right. so that, and, that and in a lot of instances you're making a tfl it's a negative <laughs> like yeah you, you, so it's like that would actually yeah so three yards a lot is is the, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah okay Thank you. Big time, big time. Yeah, of course. And then the other the other position, of course, that you're looking at is running back, especially with all the question marks around, you know, Alvin Kamara, you know, how will this trial that is set to uh, take place on March 2nd, how will this end up impacting his 2023 outlook? And so with that, you're looking at other, you know, running backs that could potentially come in and have a major impact on this team in place of Alvin Kamara for a short amount of time in tandem with Alvin Kamara when he comes back and then potentially post Alvin Kamara in a few years from now. Yeah, that's a a big position that I think kind of gets glossed over, I guess, as a a major need for this team with running back right now, not just because of the suspension for Alvin Kamara, but you look at this roster, and I think that Eno Benjamin is the only other back on that is under contract right now. Is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, uh, David Johnson was on a one-year deal. And then, of course, you have uh, Dwayne Washington, who I believe his contract also expires uh, this offseason. Remember, David uh, David Washington, excuse me, um, or excuse me, Dwayne Washington. I got the two got the two running backs mixed up. Uh, Dwayne Washington. Up. Remember he? Yeah, right. Uh, remember he finished the season with those cluster headaches that kept him out of action pretty much the entire you know latter portion of the season, or, right. or at least latter quarter of the season. And so that's you know a big issue for them too. And so. Yeah, I think you know that's a position that you're looking at in free agency as well as a position you're looking at in the NFL draft because you're going to probably, if you're the Saints, bring in multiple names when it comes to that position group. Have you gone through the mock draft process, and do you have a favorite if the Saints do stick at that 29 spot that you saw come up consistently that uh, you, you ended up grabbing? Yeah, I do. I have, I have a couple of favorites that I really like there. Um, I think, you know, I, I would never rule out the Saints looking at an edge rusher at that position. So a guy like Isaiah Foskey out of, out of Notre Dame, who maybe is a little bit more polished than Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner when they were coming out, maybe a little bit more of the pass rush moves that are set. But, you know, for me, like the safer pick is probably like Florida offensive lineman Osiris Torrance, who has not allowed a sack. Um, in his four years of college football, which includes three years here locally at UL Lafayette, but also uh, most recently in the SEC uh, in Florida uh, with the Gators. And so I really like those two selections there. But I got to say, like, I wouldn't rule out the New Orleans Saints if they fall in love with a guy like Hendon Hooker and he really is going to be ready to go for training camp, grabbing a quarterback that they really like at 29 or potentially trading up for a quarterback in the first round just for the sake of getting that fifth year option. You're seeing the, the sort of impact of what happens when you don't use the fifth year option and you get it with the New York Giants right now because somehow Daniel Jones is about to become a $45 million a year quarterback <laughs> potentially. And so getting that fifth year option and utilizing it is an important opportunity for you to really go into. Now we're getting into you know roster management and team building uh, specifics, but that fifth year option and a rookie contract is a really big deal. So if they fall in love with one of these guys that they could either move up for or potentially take it, 29 i wouldn't rule that out either 
See, there is a problem here, and that's that we are all agreeing on all of these prospects, which means we're all, all going to be wrong. <laughs> all wrong. Yeah, yeah, every it, single one of us right. is wrong. Yeah. Everybody welcome Keon White of Georgia Tech. Right, right. It's, like, isn't, there's, <laughs> it's almost never that we're all right. So it's like the, yeah, right. the odds are not are, are against us. Um, but, yeah, Russ, can you, what are you working on these days? Can you tell people where they can find your work? Any pluggables that you'd like to plug? Now is your time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Everybody listen to WWR Radio all the time. <laughs> That's my plug. There you go. No, yeah. seriously, if you if you want to find out more about what I'm doing, you can uh, check out Locked on Saints. You can search it wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Easiest way to keep up with everything that I do, though, just head over to at uh, Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. I have my own mock draft Monday up on Monday as well. I'm looking forward to having you guys on throughout the offseason as well. You know, I, I asked you a, a couple times, and just curious, you know, putting it out there for the audience too, it's like, how do you come up with a daily podcast. I guess things are a little bit easier right now, but when things get into those dog days of summer, is it difficult coming up with content, like I said, to just put up on the daily? Yeah, no, not with this team. <laughs> not with this team. There's always a, and I don't and I don't really mean that in a derogatory way. No, right. Like they do they do things so interesting. They do so many interesting things and they do things so interestingly that it's easy to find stuff to talk about. I mean, just being able to I start a series every off season on Wednesdays called Midweek Fundamentals. Okay. Where we go through and we we break down, you know, salary cap and, and, and um, uh, contract strategy because that's such a big part of what the New Orleans Saints do with their restructures, their usage of roster bonuses, restructuring fifth year options, um, you know, void years and kicking money down the road and signing bonuses and all these really interesting things that they do. There's always something that's you know makes you a better uh, that that makes you a, a better smarter fan because of the way that the New Orleans Saints operate their business and they operate it in a pretty smart and unique way and so we get the great opportunity we have to talk about that every day so it, it doesn't really get that hard uh, thankfully uh, when it comes to trying to come up with that with that material because a lot of it's laid out right there for us so it's always a pleasure and I'm really grateful I get to cover this team. Always appreciate the time, Ross. You can check him at uh, on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola, and of course, go to the Locked On Network where you can have the Locked On Saints podcast as one of your favorites. Uh, Ross, uh, be talking to you soon. Uh, you heading out to the combine next week? Yep, I'll be heading out to the combine before Anthony Davis thanks to it. <laughs> be really fun. Uh, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely be getting you on with the guys next week. Talk about a breakdown from Indianapolis. Appreciate you, man. You got it, buddy. I'll be there. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Once again, that was Ross Jackson from the Locked On Saints podcast. I don't know why I wanted to say Pelicans there. Because they have one of those, too. Yeah, we usually get Jake Madison, obviously, with the Locked On Pelicans podcast. But this was Locked On Saints. We talking black and gold with Ross Jackson. Back with more after the break here on Saints Radio, WWL. After the break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.